but there's about 600 notes in that in that inbox I get to sit down and just really be inspired every morning and I kind of treat them like it's less like a processing time and more like a prompt Ev Chapman is a writer and creative entrepreneur who helps other creators to build a note-taking practice. Hey guys, I'm actor and in today's episode of Creators on Air, I spoke to Ev about the mindsets and systems that helped her to write 300 essays in 300 days. You know, I've been kicking around for a long time. I I think I tweeted, I don't know, a few, few months ago, like I, I saw on Facebook an old post from like seven years ago of like, hey, I put my first podcast episode out and it was like the the one and only, like I never (laughs) did another episode. And I think that really sums up most of my creative projects, like for for that kind of like eight years before that. I think that I I really, I I called myself like a wannabe really. Like I was a wannabe creator. I knew, I kind of knew I wanted to put something out there and I knew I had a message and, and, and something that I wanted to do, but I just hadn't found the right thing. Um, and about two years ago, I found Notion and um, it was during lockdown here in Sydney and uh, I was looking for something to replace Trello. And so I kind of went down that rabbit hole, like uh, like in a big way. And I thought, you know what, I kind of, I like this and I like building things and I'd used a lot of apps and kind of helped a lot of my friends uh, kind of adopt different apps like Trello and and that kind of thing and so I thought oh I could do something here and um and so I thought I'm going to start a blog because <laughs> that's what you do you know and um then uh, I wrote three blog posts and then I didn't do anything else and uh so a few months later I um came back onto Twitter I started seeing all of these uh little like essays um like uh image essays like they're really short and I kind of followed the trail all the way back um, and found uh, Dickie Bush and, and Ship 30 for 30 and I just started writing online uh, on Twitter and I really feel like I found my thing like it was easy uh, it was quick feedback everything I had done up until that point was more kind of you know into the void like you're creating things and thinking oh maybe everyone will come and <laughs> and listen to that podcast or, you know, watch these YouTube videos. And so um, it was just a, a, I kind of, I feel like I found my thing. Um, and I definitely found writing and I fell in love with writing online and um, and and definitely with Twitter. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing for the past two years. So do you think that being consistent online requires you to kind of have figured out your thing beforehand? Or do you think there's also like, certain mindsets or like shifts in what you're doing that help you to get to that stage where you you can actually find your thing to, like where do you start with all of that I I think that I uh, like I wouldn't I don't think I'd be here today if I didn't have all those kind of failed creative projects I think that everything that you do contributes to where you are now and so I think and even now I still you know I experiment I do crazy things and um I that's kind of her that's kind of my mode of operating now (laughs) and and I think that you know we're creators we should be creative um and sometimes that's hard because the platforms that we exist on 
uh, algorithmic and you've got to kind of play the game and there's a whole lot of like stuff around that's like that that is really disconnected from creativity and so I try and bring out my creativity as much as possible um, while still kind of playing the game over here but um yeah yeah but I think I think everything everything that you do I I do think that you should experiment you should play online you know we're in the greatest opportunity that we have ever been in um where anyone can really you know say something online or create something and and people will listen so yeah yeah you're completely right there and I have to say like correct me if I'm wrong but you have to be one of the most consistent creators I've come across. I feel like you tweet almost every single day or like you come out with content very consistently. How do you stay that consistent? Uh, you know, I'm so glad you say that because actually kind of, I think we're always really hard on ourselves. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, you know, like I'm not as, you know, consistent. Uh, these days I'm not as consistent as I was in the beginning. Like, and I, I kind of have this theory, like, every new level requires something different. So when you're in the beginning stages, I do think it requires a lot. Like it requires a lot to get that momentum happening. And I think even just to understand the practice of it and understand kind of where all of that, like uh, how it works. And you kind of, there's a little bit of obsession, I think, in every good creator. Like you just get obsessive onto that thing and you're like, okay, I'm going to learn everything that I can. Um, but I I was really bullish in the beginning about showing up every day. I, I do think that the internet moves fast um, and not that people forget you, but I think that the fastest way to learn and to grow is to show up every day and to just do do your thing every day. And I still kind of, I still have that mentality. I don't, I, I wrote 300 essays in 300 days. Like that was a lot. Wow. Um, I don't do that anymore. And I do, I kind of miss, I miss writing every day like that. Like it was, it was like, I think it was like pent up, like all of this, like, you know, like stuff that I'd been like building up for 10 years was like, okay, I'm going to get all of this out. Um, but it was a great kind of start and a great kind of platform to then jump off and then, and then decide, okay, what works and what doesn't work and like really working out um, and experimenting with things I think and like then saying so in my first year I kind of call it like you know it's like just just you know get in there do a lot of things in kind of this second year I've really tried to think about leverage and like okay like how do I leverage all of this that I've done over the time and not have to kind of have so much kind of output um but what's the right kind of output to have and kind of think thinking a little bit more strategically I suppose in the second year no I I love that strategy and that approach to being a creator um I find it incredible that you did 300 essays in 300 days I feel like I would really worry about running out of ideas and things like that what sort of systems did you have in place to make sure that you were able to actually do that yeah so I I feel really lucky because Right before I kind of started my blog and then started writing, I read the book How to Take Smart Notes, which is now like a cultish book kind of online about Zettelkasten and, and note-taking and all that. And it is actually part of what I write about and what I teach people to do. But I, I feel lucky because I read it and I, I started to take notes about everything. Um, and I think before that, you know, I was just a normal note-taker, like, highlight something, categorize it, like put it in some kind of quotes database, but not really look at it again. And so I just started 
kind of this practice, I called it the writing inbox practice, where if I was uh, if I was reading anything or consuming anything online, I um, saved it. I get, like gave it a little. I call them breadcrumb notes. So like, it kind of reminds me like what what was I thinking or why did this kind of spark me? And then every morning I get up and I look into my writing inbox, which is all of those different breadcrumb notes, and I choose something to write about, um, and not necessarily like something to publish, but just I just want to think and write. And that has been the biggest kind of inspiration driver for me. I feel like I started to really have knowledge rather than just Mm -hmm. have information and kind of a whole lot of stuff coming at me. Like I started to really um, kind of understand things and think through things and make sense of all the stuff that's coming in all, all the time. And that really then gave me inspiration to write about things and um, publish something every day. How do you organize that then? Because how how do you make sure that's not just like an endless list of notes? Is there like some sort of structure to that? Um, <laughs> no, really? it is an endless list of notes. Really? Um, wow. I, yeah, so there's about, okay, so one of my friends actually was screen sharing the other day and she's like, oh, this gives me so much anxiety. But there's about... 600 notes in that wow. in that inbox and I kind of see it like you we treat inboxes a lot of these days as like inbox zero got to process everything for me it's more that every everything in there sparked me at some point and so I kind of treat it as kind of a spark like sparks of inspiration and so every day I get to dive in to so many like that I could never actually get through all of them and so I get to sit down and just really be inspired every morning and I kind of treat them like it's less like a processing time and more like a prompt Um, and Mm. I just go in I start to think and I start to write yeah actually I really like the way that you frame that as a prompt rather than like this endless list because I feel like an idea of a list is really overwhelming versus finding a prompt to inspire you is actually really quite a great idea um yeah. What's the best way to capture these ideas? Like what sort of tools do you use to yeah. do all of this? I use Readwise. Um, and I, uh, this is a really funny story, but all the way back when I first started, I wrote an essay called Why I Will Never Use Readwise. Um, and then now <laughs> it's one of the, like the pivotal parts of my system. And so I suppose I don't use it like like most people do is like saving things and then having the emails come to you and different things like that. I use it as a conduit to get things from wherever I'm consuming them, um, those highlights and those notes, straight into my note-taking app. So uh, previously that's been Notion, Roam, now it is Tana. Um, And so I like that that, um, Readwise kind of, it can connect anything that I'm consuming. So wherever that is, whether it's a Kindle book, whether it's an article, a YouTube video, wherever I take notes, all of those notes go into Readwise and then Readwise then puts them into my note-taking app and then they're there ready for me um, when I yeah, get up in the morning to write. Nice. So, what about things that aren't digital though? So like physical books or, you know, like if you're just going for a walk and you've just got a random idea that's not related to content, yes. like... Does that, that ever happen? Constantly, yes. <laughs> I um and I, you know, I love walking for that very, very reason. Like, and I can hardly, 
I feel like sometimes I can hardly even like just get around the block. I'm like, oh, stop. I've got to write this thing down. So I just, I just use the drafts app on my phone for that. I like quick capture, get things in. I can always use Siri if I need just to, you know, record um, and transcribe something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm out and about or if it's something uh, like a paper book or something like that, then I'll, I'll just use drafts. And then when I get home, I can dump it into my note taking app and it's there ready to go. And when you are consuming, how do you make sure that you're kind of consuming in this almost intentional way where it's helping you to create versus just going down a rabbit hole, like just scrolling and consuming more passively? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think, um, I think it does take practice and it actually is, it's a different, uh, I think you do have to work on your mindset. I think that most people consume because they have fear of missing out. So there's a whole lot of information on the internet and we're thinking if I don't capture this, I'm never finding it again. And so this, this, all this fear. And so you just get into this like rabbit hole of just consuming, consuming, consuming. Whereas I really had to change my mindset. Like, and, and this is the problem with like information coming at us now is like, we're never getting through it. Like we're never getting to the end of it. And so you kind of have to, you you just kind of have to like bankrupt yourself to that. You're like, okay, that's fine. If I don't get to that thing, it's okay. There's going to be more information down the line. Um, And, and so I kind of have that, that mode. So I, I just think, you know, like I don't have to consume everything. Um, And I, I, I don't even think these days, like I don't finish books uh, it, like I just kind of read everything just as if like it's like a flow of like like a river kind of you know it's like I'm just jumping in wherever <laughs> and just like uh, I might read a chapter here then I might read an article over there and I'm, I I literally have no rules about this and I think you know I I follow I do follow my interests and I follow what's interesting to me and then I I I am okay if I miss out on some things and I think I think that's a mindset that we all have to come to terms with at some point because we're not getting to the end. That's really true. Possible. And do you take yeah. that mindset with capturing as well? So do you capture like everything that you consume or are you also quite selective about it to be like, okay, not all of this is yeah. relevant to me? I, I am really selective. And I think like I capture as much as what sparks me. If I find it interesting, I think, oh, that's interesting. I think I might want to explore that a little bit more I'll just capture it and then I get to choose then if I do or not when I get into my writing inbox but I think that I like I I mean I I'm not an academic or anything so like I think if you have an academic workflow then it's different you've got to know concepts and and all sorts of things like that whereas I do not need to know that and so I have the luxury of being able to jump around and go down rabbit holes if I want to and and that kind of thing so my only prerequisite is does this spark me and do I find this interesting and I'll capture it yeah no that sounds like a good way of doing it um when you do sit down to write what happens if you're kind of in that creative rut or does this system kind of overcome that yeah I mean it's a good question I mean with 600 prompt notes it's hard to be in a creative rut, right? And okay, that's why yeah, I'm okay with having a lot of notes because there's got to be something in there that 
that sparks <laughs> me, right? Um, and but but that doesn't mean I don't get into a creative rut. Like it, it is, you know, it's it's normal. And so I find in those times, I I try and be kind to myself. Like you can't always be riding the wave of creativity. Um, and so in those times, I might kind of just pull back a little bit. And I have that luxury now because I have a lot of content out there. Um, I still try and have a minimum viable kind of output that I do. If I can't do anything, I just tweet. That's it. That's why you see me show up most days on Twitter, <laughs> um, even if I'm not creating anything else. And I, I think that's okay. But I also think there is power in actually just doing the ritual, um, even sometimes when you feel like, well, I'm not inspired today. Well, even just like, I mean, my ritual is like wake up, make coffee, sit down and ride. And so that's what I do. I wake up, I make my coffee and I sit down. And if that's, you know, five minutes or if that's an hour, the, the ritual still happens. And I think that's really important mm-hmm. just to, to not abandon it altogether. Because I think, I think that's a big thing that a lot of, like, I, I think that's why I failed a lot of times. It's like you get into that creative rut. And so you think, oh, maybe I'll take a break or maybe I'll stop doing kind of the things that give you inspiration. And then you stop altogether. And you don't, you, it's yeah. hard to get started again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you have quite a lot of moving parts. So you have like Twitter, you have your blog, you're constantly creating these really cool templates for creators. How do you manage your time as a creator to make sure you're giving focus to all the things that you want to be doing? It's really hard. Like, I, and yeah, I'm not a full-time creator. Like, so I also have a job. Um, wow. And uh, people, people find that really surprising. Um, I am really but I work from home. I know, right? But I work from home. So I found during the pandemic, I went from working in an office, traveling, doing all that kind of thing to not doing that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I've, I've got time now. So I, um, I tend to, I tend to create in the mornings and then, you know, do, do my work and, and that kind of thing. So, um, a lot of the time, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, take a few hours in the morning, do a whole lot of work. That's when I'm most, alive and active and and feel you know able to create things um and then on the weekends I I do some stuff but I think like I think having the systems in place has helped me so like I'm very systemized I I always like you know like even when I wrote the essays I I had it down to a really fine art like I could just you know get it done about 20 minutes get it out there published and like one of my friends said to me you're like one of the best scrappy creators I've ever seen. Like you're like just making it like, like, and for me, it's always like minimum viable everything. Like if I can just get it out and just get it out there online, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It can just be there. And at least then it's published and it's out. And, and I don't ever see my published work as the end. I see it Mm -hmm. as the beginning. So for me, any essay, article, video, whatever it is, I can then go and like keep developing that idea and even change my mind. I've changed my mind on so many different things over the time and I'm okay with that as well. And so I think like that's that's kind of the fun thing about like creating in public is that you can change your mind, you can, you know, double down on something and people are like, okay, great. Yeah, no, that's really true. And I want to go back to what you just said about that because you said earlier in the call that you're kind of taking a backseat a little bit from showing up every single day and now you're focusing a little bit more on leverage what does that actually mean what does that look like um 
Uh, it's a really great question. I don't actually know <laughs> if I know what it looks like. Um, I suppose I'm trying to find um, I'm trying to find ways to get my content out. Let's say like older content back out there. Mm. or um you know even different like using different platforms and different formats um I think that once you have a whole lot of content then you can turn it into a lot of things without as much um effort as kind of the first time that you wrote it or the first time that it was kind of there so I think yeah I I don't really have an answer I've been I've been at the leverage thing for like pretty much the whole this year and I'm like mm, I don't really know but uh but I I mean I I think I think as well like having content on the internet compounds even if you're not doing anything with it it's there people are finding you and so I I find that you know as I as I let's say as I grow on Twitter or as I get kind of more impressions and that kind of thing more people then just kind of fall down the rabbit hole of Ev and so they're you know, get to the website and, and all that content is there. And so I think, I, I do think it kind of compounds itself um, and you have, you can write less and you can do a little bit less um, or you can, you can kind of have these seasons where you kind of step back a bit and let, let the, let the, the funnel work for itself and then keep going. I really like that because it's almost like taking that pressure off yourself. Like you've, you've done the work yeah. already, you know, your content is going to speak for itself almost, you know, you don't have to keep working so hard on that hamster wheel you know I like that I think so and I I really feel like like your content works for you 24 7 once it's out there it's you know like I mean yeah. it can feel like it can feel like let's say you're on Twitter like oh it's gone in you know 90 minutes or whatever um but if you're then taking that content and making it into some kind of like pillar um where you can have it on your website or you know you're creating videos or you're doing all this stuff then I think that people naturally, when they find you, they're going to go to your profile, they're going to, you know, look around, um, you know, people are curious, and then, you know, all that content is out there working for you. Amazing. We're going to move on to a quick fire round. So I'm going to ask you five quick questions. You just have to answer the first thing that comes to mind. It's the five questions I try to ask every creator that comes yep. on air. So what's your favorite thing about being a creator? Uh, hands down, the people that I get to meet. Love it. And what's, what brings you the most inspiration? Um, I think like definitely like hearing people's stories and kind of actually just seeing, um, like seeing the people that you're, you're coming up with, like in growing together. I think that's, that's really inspiring. I like that. Yeah. And I feel like I know the answer to this, but what's your favorite tool that helps you as a creator? Ah. um I, well I would have to say my writing inbox like that's it's, it's not like an actual tool but it is the, the tool that I use your system yeah no definitely yeah. and what's one thing that's helped with your creator work-life balance <laughs> um <laughs> I think thinking thinking in seasons and being kind to yourself um so yes you want to show up every day but does that look the same every day and thinking like what does this season look like? You know, is it a step mm. back? Is it a step forward? Yeah. No, I like that. And finally, what's one piece of advice you'd give to other creators? Get in the game. Like it, we are in the best opportunity of our lives right now. And uh, even if you fail like, you know, 10 times before you actually find your thing, 
that is part of the process. So just get in the game and start. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ev. I feel like this has been such a reassuring conversation, even for me. You've made the whole like concept of content creation somewhat less overwhelming. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's really been fun. Usually there's so much pressure to stay consistent as a creator. And I honestly thought speaking to Ev, I would feel more overwhelmed. But actually, I've left the conversation feeling really reassured. I love that Ev thinks about being a creator in terms of seasons. And I think that's something that can really help us all to stay in this for the long game. You can find Ev over on Twitter and her website. She's got loads of digital products for creators like yourself. And if you are a creator, check out Passion Fruit. We help you to manage sponsorships, collaborations and payments all in one place. Thank you for listening in to our conversation and I'll see you soon.